This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. And we're back with Off the Break Podcast, getting excited about Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yes. <laughs> we would be more excited, but we have record we recorded just Ken's conversation of this podcast already. Which is the only Kyle part and I had our mics off. Yeah. To be to be fair, this is the only part you actually want to listen to anyway, is what I have to say. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. We could have done a solo episode and be totally yeah. okay. Uh-huh. It's like everybody'd be like, This is this is way more concise. <laughs> yeah. So if, we're, so if we're a little quieter, it's because of our secondhand embarrassment that's happening, even though no one's watching us. Right. But, um, and frustration that we have to repeat all the, our whole conversation again. On top of that, I'm... We had some good stuff in there, too. Yeah, we'll repeat it. It's fine. <laughs> Plus, also, we're recording episodes back-to-back, so we're talking about Transformers Weekend. Yes, I'm going to do this Kyle, again. Kyle! I'm doing this again! Did, I... The, the one good thing about starting this over is, was I didn't mess up the intro. This is like Inception now, yeah. where where a, a bad joke inside of a bad joke. Yeah, we did a costume change Ken so that we I could did. film two episodes in the same day. Kyle yeah. did not, and now you're pointing it out. Yeah, we're gonna, that he wears the same shirt every day. Of the office. We're gonna keep the chaos like going. Like a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> the cargo shorts sometimes change out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just varying varying shades of gray. Yeah. And <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into Transformers now. Again. Uh, we we had an $8.8 million Wednesday, Thursday take on it. Yeah. Which is higher than the 7.6 that Fast X did. It's awesome. Which puts us into that now 70 to $80 million opening weekend range. Yeah. I was worried that this film being sandwiched in between Spider-Verse, which just had a higher than expected opening weekend, and then The Flash, which we are very much expecting a $150 million opening weekend, was going to get lost, you know, because it's just hard for people to go back to back, back weekends. The movies every weekend. Yeah, it it definitely is. But uh, Transformers. Sneaking up from behind. I, you're worried about, like, the uh, superhero fatigue. We talk about that a lot. And right. It's like, Transformers, not superheroes. Robots. robots. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fatigue with robots. This is what it was like growing up in, in Catholic school. We were allowed to watch as much Transformers as we wanted because Transformers don't have souls. <laughs> so they can't commit sins. Ah, so, uh, loophole. Yeah, it was a loophole. And every every kid I knew growing up was onto the Transformers because like we can watch this all we want. Oh, it was the it was the thing then. That's <laughs> the thing. No, they're robots, so it doesn't count. So then when so then when live action Transformers, Michael Bay brings them for you, you're like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Now they're aliens. Does al- do aliens have souls? They're still robots, Cody. Robot. They're from space. Aliens. They were always aliens. Yeah. What do you think they they made them here boring. with our with our low level technology? Hey, they're Mark Wahlberg aliens. did it. Didn't yeah. he do that in the fifth one? No. Didn't he no. make his own transformer? He repairs them. I think. Oh, he repairs them. Okay. <laughs> Ken's no, like, stop, he, Kyle. He resurrected him. <laughs> he resurrected him <laughs> all again. <of> them? <laughs> yes. There's a, a minimum of one resurrection in every Transformers film. And we did discover this on our, on the episode that is lost in time. That yeah. A minimum of one. And we found out that Megatron has been resurrected in every Transformers film <laughs> that he appears in. One bad guy, it's Megatron. And they have to kill him and bring him back every episode. Yeah. Or he is film. killed or he is dead when the episode starts, when the film starts. And then they bring him back. And then they bring him back. Of course. Yeah. 
because he's the only villain by the sounds of it, I guess. They, I don't know anything about Transformers other than what? movies. I know Optimus Prime, Bumblebee. No, I mean, well, yeah, they create new villains. There's villains that are over Megatron, like his bosses. Mm-hmm. There's worse There's worse villains, but they always get killed in the same movie they appear in. Oh, those were probably in some of those movies then, right? They're absolutely in those movies. Oh, Wasn't there a big I villain haven't... stuck in the moon? What? Wasn't that the big yeah. villain stuck in the moon? That was... Uh, Dark of the moon? Uh, yeah. Dark, dark side of the moon. Why am I? Uh, Leonard Nimoy was the, the super ancient he one. Was, he was the ancient. Well, they're all ancient, Cody. They're all the same age. No. They're not born. No, there's some. <laughs> there's there's some that are more ancient than others. Yeah, no. they, and they are born from the Allspark. That's not how it works. I don't yeah. think you. Yeah, why are you this. trying to teach the? I don't Transformers know. I've only ever seen this. the first one. <laughs> just because you got. Also, even I know that's <laughs> just, not where you just because you got from. just because you got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah shia labeouf is the one that leads all of us that was in the cartoons as well right shia labeouf leading yeah. and <laughs> somebody that was falling asleep at stoplights <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> refusing refusing uh, blood alcohol tests <laughs> no i was just really tired oh shia <laughs> oh mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you can say that about a lot of the actors uh, maybe i don't know no, Mar- Mar- is Mark Wahlberg in this one? No, oh, it's good. all it's all a new cast. Okay. Oh, good, because he, I he's told promoting Ken, the hell out of it. Like yeah, he's I, in I'm it, sure. like he's in it, or he's producing it, or something. I bet he's producing. Oh, I've, I've it. seen oh. him all over the place, like talking about how great this movie is. And I just assumed he was in it. I've actually only seen him talking about the machine, <laughs> Bird Kreischer's <laughs> machine. Like he has videos oh, with. Oh, him and him and us apparently are the only people that are <laughs> well, talking about that's, it. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, and Bert. Yeah, um, and Bird promoting yeah. his own movie, luckily. Which you're supposed to do. Ken and I had a conversation the other day, and I was like, I've just decided I don't like Mark Wahlberg. I just was hoping he was not in this movie. It was decreed. I couldn't even get through the first 20 minutes of Uncharted. I just, he came on stage and or on screen, and I was like, nope. Noped right out of it. I yeah. Was, he's not my, my taste at all. It's fair. Ugh, yucky. Yeah, but no, there's all new cast um it's okay the cast in transformers is fine um and it, it does it, i i would say like with transformers rise of the beast should i get into it now yeah talk it. about it um i i think it's enjoyable enough if you're in a situation with friends where you want to go to any movie as like a matinee mm-hmm. um just that type of level of action movie so i don't think they're quite on the level like safe it's just a safe film. Like, you know, you're not probably going to be disappointed because you have a low bar of expectation for it. Yeah. But yeah. You might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised, at least. I got that vibe out of the audience I was with. It is Paramount. So you put this in the category of like the last like Ninja Turtles movie mm-hmm. where it's like there's <laughs> stuff is happening on screen that. I'd say <laughs> that, but Paramount's been really killing it the, no. this last year. Like their stuff has been really good. Oh, sure. Yeah. Correct. But with all the. All the special effects, like they've been working on this movie since they started the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No this kidding. one may have been made with the same technology as the first one. <laughs> According to what Kyle said earlier. <laughs> yeah. They're like, now we're just going to throw it back to 07. But without the big explosions. and. Yeah, that was my thing with this movie is that it, it does feel safe to the point where it's almost too watered down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that. I want it to be the recreation of the Michael Bay films myself, but at least with the Michael Bay movies, they did have a sense of 
uh, of scope, like in terms of like the size and uh, how much uh, destruction is happening around the robots. Like mm-hmm. there's a, I don't know, there's just a really big bombastic cinematicness to it, which even though I didn't really like those movies, I at least appreciate that about them. Here, it almost feels like I would grab them as action figures myself. Like they're big robots, but I just don't feel that same um scale 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 of action and, and yeah how they used the environment and mm-hmm. their the, their movement in it the that way was they, always their like calling card like michael bay with the second one it was the biggest live action explosion in the history of cinema oh yeah, yeah. like it was it was so massive that they had to redo the desert after he had that explosion <laughs> because it created it. it created all this like glass on the surface because <laughs> the sand got superheated so they had to dig out the desert and replace it yeah um <laughs> and with this one the action is filmed well it's more uh comprehensive like you can actually see what's going on it's not you know some really choppy editing or it's just too much of the same looking robots like smashing into each other but at the same time it does lose like I said, that giant scale to them that really was appreciated in those first few movies. And just on top of that, I didn't really feel like the movie itself was all that visually interesting. Um, just really bad color palette to it. Uh, it's shot on location in some places, but even still, it doesn't really take advantage of it very well. It still feels like it's a fake background with some people saying the front of it. I don't even know how they managed to do that because, like, there's some action scenes in Peru and they were in Peru for that, but they still just looked, they just didn't look real to me. So it just, um, those aspects of it was disappointing, but I think for audiences just wanting a pleasant surprise, Transformers couldn't fit the bill. Nice. Did they have like the big letdown, obviously when they got, they moved on from the original, I'm going to call it the original trilogy. (laughs) 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 The original trilogy, they brought in, Mark Wahlberg and Stanley Tucci and they brought in like big actors to carry on this carry on the mantle sure and but they got this incredible amount of Chinese backing for the film and then the movie moved to Shanghai like Mm -hmm. 45 minutes in like the last two hours were in Shanghai (laughs) (laughs) and so did this have that same feel because that was that was a tough pill to swallow when it became like part of like it was a big part of um, like the these movies that like uh, Fast and Furious did this. There Last was a night, the Arthurian one uh, was in China. Number four. Number four was four. four. Yeah. Okay. But like the Meg was like this, where it mm. was on it was on a marine station. You had no idea where this marine station was, and all of a sudden they're in Beijing. Right. Like, like <laughs> because there's can, an incredible amount of Chinese you money feel, influence. So you can feel the influence from the outside going into the movie. Yeah. Basically, where it's like all of a sudden, like all of the like all of the actors are Chinese. Like they're putting this and it's really like influencing you with like everything. And it's mm. not, I mean, I grew up with nineties movies where like we're in, we're in China and then you see a Pepsi sign that says Pepsi. Right. <laughs> You're like, Oh, this is New York city. Yeah. You see this is Chinatown in LA. Yeah. Statue of Liberty is just kind of peeking behind <laughs> yeah. that one building. You see the torch sticking out. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that. It does feel like, um, people working on this did try to make, um, a more kid-friendly, approachable Transformers movie. Like, I did feel like there was some passion behind it, but uh, at the end of the day, it's just the visual aspects of it to where it just doesn't quite stick the landing for me. But 
Uh, I think it can for other people. And judging by the Thursday numbers, this could end up being a surprise. So right. surprises are good. That's totally fine with me. No, that's an awesome number to see anything over, I think, five was five million for the Thursday would have been mm-hmm. good. That would have been really But if good. it beats Fast and Furious, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, why not? I'm all for this being bigger than than family. <laughs> Transformers yeah. over family, like I always say. Well, and I think Paramount <laughs> needs, you know, another win going into Mission Impossible, which is going to be huge. Yeah, that one's going to be great, of course. I know we always, you know, we, we hold them in such high regard because of, you know, cinematically, they're all good movies. Like the Mission right. Impossibles are all good. They've mm-hmm. always stepped up and it has a better story. It has better mm-hmm. cinematography. And it's fun to market because there's usually like a really amazing action Huge scene action that you're like, you got to go about. to see this scene in there's particular. A hook. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but like the biggest opening ever was Fallout last time and it was 80 million. And it wasn't massive. It would by no means was it a huge opening. Yeah. But this one is going to be you know astronomical we're thinking over 100 million dollars for dead reckoning especially since they're advertising the part one of it yep oh yeah no this should be huge huge i mean it should be in the i don't even know what tom cruise's biggest opening ever was it was top gun maverick was it top gun maverick really sure at like 125 or something like that yeah i don't think he ever had a movie over 100 million till then so just i'm gonna put him it's it's marvel it's dc and Tom Cruise by himself. Tom like those, Cruise by if himself. we're looking for the biggest openings of all time, <laughs> yeah. like is eventually when he goes to outer space, mm-hmm. well, this movie is gonna be in the top million. It's gonna be in the top five biggest openings of all time. There's yeah. the Avatar, which they're kind of by themselves. Then yeah. you then Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC, Tom Cruise. Yeah, by himself. By himself. That's still insane. Would you Dwayne say, Johnson wishes he was that. Would you say that Avatar <laughs> yeah. is James Cameron and Avatar or just James Cameron and then It it would Ooh. be it would be just James Cameron, but yeah. he also gets these massive budgets. Like Tom Cruise starts out, they're like, Can you make Mission Impossible fifty million? He's like, Yeah, I can do that. Two hundred additional million dollars later, he's like, "I'm almost done with this." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like I'm like jumping out of a he doesn't go space. he doesn't go into this like sure sure he, sure simple simple. And yeah. He goes good, to good, different good. film companies too. Like he doesn't mess around. If they're not going to help him, right. he'll go somewhere else. Like yeah. James Cameron was a Fox guy until yeah. it uh, until Titanic went over over budget. They needed Paramount's help <laughs> until they were in, in deep water. <laughs> Oh, uh, those classic <laughs> Avatar puns. <laughs> or James Titanic Cameron. puns. Titanic yeah. puns, Kyle. Oh, Deep they're, water. They're water. Oh, <laughs> it's God. a James Cameron thing. I didn't see the second one, so I don't know. It, they're in water. <laughs> water. It's in the title. The Way of Water. The Way of Water. <laughs> yeah, I figured. They're going to oh. go to the Fire Nation next. Ooh. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attack. No yeah. one knows what I'm referencing. <laughs> so... He, turning it in from what was it like pocahontas to last airbender now there's 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 nine hours of movie left if there's a series of five they're all going to be three hours long minimum yep so there's nine hours of movie left let just release it as one and then anybody else anybody that wants to go can go yeah you go in at the start time and you can leave whenever you feel like it yeah and then come playing we'll just play it on a loop and you come back the next day and try to finish her up you gotta go pick up dry cleanings it's all right it'll keep playing when you get back flash the ticket James Cameron makes money at the movie theaters, and MoviePass keeps making announcements. Those yes. are two things we can count on in our industry. Yeah. 
Yeah, movie pass. That experiment that'll never die. It'll never it's never gonna die. No, it's, it's been, crazy. It's being re- resurrected. They're launching movie pass two point right now and there it, are, is it two point or is it twenty two point oh? Twenty two point oh Yeah. That's what I would say. But mm-hmm. they're they're trying to make a big splash still. They have the headlines. Four thousand locations. We have launched it, different pricing tiers, yada yada. Um, lots of movie theaters are uh, using this now. Yeah, all they did was they got a number about the the op- active opening number of movie theaters in the U.S. And they're like they all take Movie Pass, which is not <laughs> the case and not true. Considering uh, AMC, Regal, and Cinemark all have their own programs, why would they accept someone else's program? Yeah, and I don't know if there's four thousand movie theaters if you don't include those three. I, I just don't. I think there was no, at a certain, close. Well, yeah. at a certain at one time there was something like five thousand movie theaters. Yeah, pre pandemic yeah. there were five thousand. It's not 5,000 anymore. No. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Unless you're counting like television sets over 70 inches. <laughs> like there's not, <laughs> there just isn't. So it's, it's silly to think. And if you are one of these major companies, why would you work with somebody else when you could keep 100% of everything that's coming in? So I for think sure. the way this movie pass works is that it's a credit card, like a debit credit card. And so any, technically any theater can accept it, but what I'm seeing on a lot of boards is that these cars aren't working with the POS systems at movie theaters. So you get somebody coming in there who expect a discount already. So they're not your normal customers who are going to pay normal prices and appreciate what the cost of that ticket truly is. They're people looking for a discount. They come in and then the car doesn't work and then they're upset. And then that poor theater who had nothing to do with it, it's not anything that they have to do has to deal with this irate customer over something they have no control over. Yeah. So a lot of theaters are pushing now to say, we just don't accept it because we, we can't. literally can't. We can't. <laughs> One, our system can't. And two, we don't, we just don't know if this is going to work. And we're, and I think there's just a philosophy now amongst theaters that yes, like for the big change chains, the, the budget, membership, service, stub hubs, discount, all of that, whatever that loyalty program thing is, that is working for some people. They are getting repeat customers. Your most avid moviegoers have probably signed up for one of those services and are probably have a designated theater that they're going to. So it would be nice for independents to be able to compete with that a little bit. But you're still training your audience to expect a discount on the ticket price that is not the true cost of what that ticket is. So I just don't know if that is, in the long term is a good thing to start training people on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one, it's easy for an AMC Regal or Cinemark to offer it because they're offering a, a discount and they're making it up and they're negotiating with the studios on that price. And really only the most avid moviegoers who are near them are using it. Yeah. But I don't know if a bunch of independents could benefit the same way. Yeah, I'm not even sure if audiences are going to catch on to it as well. I mean, maybe there's a few that will remember it from, I don't know, what was it, five, six years ago? The glory days were, yeah, it was the Wild West of. But when they read the fine print and see, like, it's different pricing tiers and it's not when it was free movies practically, then. Right, for 10 bucks a month. Yeah. I'm not going to read the fine print on on this i'll go to a movie when i want to go to a movie yeah Yeah. that's most of the audience mindset anyway well when you really looked at it like 
Ken and I are pretty avid moviegoers, although Kyle is just kicking our butt this year. But we're, last year. We're pretty and the year avid. Before, and the year before yeah. the and we're pretty, COVID year. I was just going to say, we're pretty <laughs> avid moviegoers. Yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with my narrative, Kyle. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I took however many times, because we know about however many times we're going to go to a movie in a year, and you have to go, you have to go two or three times a month to pay the price, and we just don't do that. There's some months where we just don't go at all. Yeah, yeah. We love the movies and we support the movies, but it's not something we can go to every single month, Mm -hmm. and so it just never made sense to I don't even we have a Regal near us. I don't even sign up for the Regal discount because I don't go enough. Regal will get more money out of me from that subscription than I will ever get out of them for the number of discounts on the tickets that I purchase. Yeah, for sure. I think you're in the same boat as the majority of audiences anyway. Like, I don't know a person my age that's even signing up for their own uh, AMC Regal uh, uh, subscriptions, gift cards, what have you. Yeah. It would be, if you were going a lot, it would be it would be a good theoretical discount. But I think right. the marketing is it the perception that you go so much that mm-hmm. this will save you money, but the reality is you don't go enough to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, unless, know that. If, unless, but then again, those, <coughs> those companies, you know, have, um, are able to give you like discounts and cheaper prices on maybe concessions. Once you get, you know, no uh, rewards points, but I don't think AMC. But I don't think you're re- still realizing the discounts even on concessions. Because if I'm going, say, three times a month, mm-hmm. I'm not buying concessions every time I go, which is a horrible, terrible thing to say. But if I'm avidly going that many times, I can't afford concessions that yeah. many times. Yeah. How many times can you I get, get that, so but... sick too? Yeah, yeah that. that too. <laughs> I'd be so it's, sick. Well, the, yeah. the popcorn is so good, but it's so rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes you eat yeah. it every day. No, it's a treat yeah, for me. And when and when we do go, we do get concessions and we load up because we don't go all the time. They are treats. Yeah, for but sure. Also with the, the movie pass, and I was just having this conversation on the phone before we recorded, this year especially, we have the most diverse films we've ever had on a slate. I don't yeah. remember this many different audiences being served. No, it's I mean, true. You have the Fast yeah. X audience. Right. Then you have the Little Mermaid audience. Then you have the Machine audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is different from the, the book about, club from audience. the About My Father audience. Right. Which is different from the Spider-Verse audience. Yeah. Which is different from the Transformers audience and the Elemental audience. Mm-hmm. Like it's and Jesus Christ, Ruby Gilman's hanging out there. I don't know who that's <laughs> for yet. But I mean, there's so many of these movies that are they're so different. It's not like a normal year we have Superhero film, three weeks. Superhero mm-hmm. film, three mm-hmm. weeks. And even the superhero films don't match up. I mean, Guardians is was who was for it? the hardcore Marvel fans. Yeah. The Spider Man is for kids and teens, families. Yeah. yeah. Families. And then the Flash is going to be your old school people. I would think so for people who wanted the Michael Keaton, Gen Xers. Ben Affleck. That need Batman's. that hidden nostalgia. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's 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 getting crazy out there. I, I, like <laughs> it's I, getting crazy. I, 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 I don't know. Like I just this is me like just being on Twitter way too much. But I did see one person tweet out at a fan event of it's screening and going for the first time in thirty years. I get to see him in the costume again. To which I'm thinking, just rewatch the movie. You can rewatch Batman anytime you want. Did I? I I, I'm just being critical at that point, but you know what I mean? It's like, 
wow, we're just that excited for Batman, but it's or for Michael Keane's Batman, but it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I hope it goes well. There is some nostalgia that only goes so far. Yeah, like with the new Indiana Jones movie. Like yeah. at some point, you just get too old. And you don't move like you should. Mm. And there's no amount of special effects or de-aging that's going to limit that. Robert De Niro kicking the guy on the sidewalk and the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't you can't fix old sometimes. No, you yeah. can't get that leg up. Same with Nick, <laughs> Nick Fury. You can't get that leg up. Just, just can't get it up there. <laughs> You're uh, calling out Samuel L. Jackson. Go away. <laughs> hey, you could... He may have looked young, but he moved like an old man. <laughs> Speaking of old men, the Directors Guild of America. Yes. <laughs> was yes, able, directors. They were able to come up with a new deal full of much better uh, residuals for themselves for the next three years. I think I might yeah. have mentioned that. I think the headline I heard, the response was betrayal. <laughs> for the writer's side, yeah. yes. <laughs> the writers and the actors are going to strike on this till they get basically like what the directors got or at least like a a slim part of it (laughs) yeah directors are like oh we're we're thinking about it we're we stand in solidarity it's they're cutting deals in the back room Uh, it's It's, a tricky business i you know it's just easier i think that i think there's a lot Mm. less directors obviously than than writers and and especially the actors yeah so that their guild is small. It's a lot easier to negotiate when you're like the head honcho on the set. They all fit at a table, so they're like, "How yeah. does this sound?" All right, right, that's fine. They all light each other's cigars. And yeah, then they... <laughs> yeah. So it's not shocking that no. that they were able to come to a deal because it's easy to give a handful of people the deal they want. To agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then everybody else. It's just it's about the scale. It's about the size. Well, plus, know. plus we haven't figured out yet how AI can direct movies and television shows, but we might have figured out how to write movies and television. Yeah, shows. yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. Both options are awful. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, but that was part of their. I mean, it it seems like to me, my small understanding of this, like AI is the least of their concerns it's like get money now take care of the people like we'll figure this out but even the directors guild like addressed ai that it it, it's going to be allowed but they have to be consulted (laughs) yeah yeah that was the weird part (laughs) which which is weird which is weird weird that they i mean to even include it seems weird when you're negotiating with actual people they they really were like yeah we'll agree we'll make a quick agreement yeah but then the other part that that you put in our notes that, that popped out to me too was a 21% increase in stream residuals. No one has ever gotten a 21% increase on anything in the history of negotiations. I don't think those writers are gonna. That is a no. crazy number. Yeah. A tw- I mean, even if I, I don't even, 21% increase from what? If it's 2%, I think you got a 21% like, increase? I think that's <laughs> like, the problem. It was, the residuals were so low. The, that is the, seems that to be the be theme. It. The residuals are just so low. Especially on streaming. And the Yeah, and the guild is just not getting enough for it. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by the 21. I'm, really, I'm surprised it was only 21%. People, but people like, I mean, in France, they, they die over... Adding, adding a. I mean, they they start fires in the streets. They burn down buildings well, because they want to raise the retirement. We're not age gonna. Two years. We're not gonna compare ourselves to the French. <laughs> no, I, I I've said it before on this podcast. Yes. F the French many times. Yeah. But they they'll go above and beyond. Twenty. 
Twenty-one percent is is what they were. I mean, good God, that's yeah. a crazy number. No wonder the writers were like, "I'm and sorry, I, betrayal." And I, know, betrayal. And I know it's not. They're they're not getting. They're getting twenty-one percent more on every dollar they make. Yeah, it's not twenty-one percent additional, but it's still like that's a huge number. Do they? We go through these negotiations with unions all over the country. With I mean, Kyle and I think about it in terms of sports with the players' associations and things like that. Right. No one's ever got a twenty-one percent increase on anything ever. No. You know, it would be interesting to take like the football players' association and see how many players there are in the association versus how many are individuals are part of each of these guilds. Like, oh, it's not it even just, close. It's yeah. just look at their like. Is the players' association closer in numbers to a directors' guild? I, I bet there's still higher tens of thousands in the director's guild. Yeah. I don't think there's tens of thousands. I think, I think there's is. tens of thousands in the actors. I think there's hundreds of thousands in the actors. Everybody that's in a TV commercial has to be part of the. Literally everyone in Hollywood is an actor or a writer. Yeah. Like the vast, yeah. I, I don't know about the vast majority. I'm exaggerating, of course, but there's like a, like you bump into the street and they're like, I'm a working actor. Yeah. Please hire me. <laughs> I would think that there's, I mean, in, in professional the, sports, professional there's like a thousand. <laughs> there's industry, not a lot. I would think is more billions than than the movie industry. Not even close, Cody. On what which side? Mario made a billion dollars. That's one movie. Oh, I see what you mean. One, one movie I made think, as much no, as the, the Chicago White Sox did. No, they're saying <laughs> that the whole box office is going to be like maybe $11 billion dollars. It, at the height, it was like twenty billion dollars. Worldwide box office. Yeah, the whole box yeah, office probably. is like it is only we're only say on a good. I think it's twenty billion dollars. Isn't like professional football like a hundred million or billion dollar industry? Like, isn't it humongous? Correct. That's the box office though. There's a hundred other things associated with that. There's many other jobs that are. There's advertising there's merchandising there's all these things that go into it that increase that number exponentially okay so it's not a matter of yes this is all they make as the screen actors guild the stupid streaming rights god the money that netflix was throwing around adam sandler makes more than the nfl <laughs> i don't think anymore though i think they've cut him off i think they're like well he he also did uncut gems so i think he's in a different direction maybe. no he did murder mystery too so he's back to where he's at <laughs> yeah, all right never mind yeah. <laughs> forget what i'm uncut talking gems. about yeah <laughs> he always comes back oh my god but this this whole thing is such a mess and he's get solved before we run into supply chain issues again they're creating false supply chain issues so that they can <laughs> gouge us down the road i just feel like it i'm gonna get screwed down the road because of this so figure your shit We're gonna out have to play, pay <laughs> film rental terms and writers guild terms yeah <laughs> on a film why why do we have to do this we've never had to do this <laughs> this is insane additional it's like a sales tax on a sales tax no, we're gonna yeah have, totally you know what's gonna happen in like a year, 18 months from now, maybe even two years, we're going to have like a June with no product in it. We're going to be like, what happened? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what happened from the pandemic. It, it, the, our industry is all about momentum and we're finally like finally recovering our momentum and now this could derail us. Yeah, except for one part of your argument. There will always be product for June, Cody. It's August and September. Remember last that's year? Right. <laughs> yes, August was so bad. So September. Yeah, but ho- hopefully something I feel like comes that's around. That's when the theater should just close down and do d- their deep cleans. 
you say that until this year when we've got stuff all over the place. It's not great stuff, but it's way better than Idris Elba fighting a lion. Yep. Well, <laughs> that should have been better than it was. <laughs> it that was only have been the, the mega problem hit. was it was only one lion. It's a pack, a pride. Oh, okay. Should have been more. They did everything right. They had children. They had Charlton Copley in it. They had <laughs> everything, everything you wanted in a South African movie where how, you fight a lion. How did this not work? <laughs> Box office gold. <laughs> what they didn't do is drop like a rock from space like they did in Rampage with Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Where they didn't actually explain why the lion was the way it was. <laughs> we needed a Don't little bit more of it. an explanation. Make watch, him, watch make him, him an alien, an alien lion, something. <laughs> Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Yes. They didn't even give him rabies. I mean, come on, you gotta give him something. <laughs> come on, what's the hook? <laughs> Thank Tom Cruise. <laughs> Genetic experiments. I know Tom Cruise can't be in every movie unless AI allows it. Then we can, we can make this happen. Then, then the directors will have to consult with that. Yeah. We'll all have to bow to Tom Cruise before yeah. we make any decisions, which we're close to doing that anyway. Yeah, let's face it. <laughs> well, the theater chains are for sure. They'll think twice between before taking Oppenheimer PLFs again. <laughs> they don't want a call from a Tom Cruise. Yeah. That'd or maybe be... you do it so you get a call from Tom Cruise. Oh, good. Even yeah. if he's roasting you, you're like, good, good. Well, I like you know, this. <laughs> negative attention is better than no attention at all. I've been filling up the message boards like crazy saying how horrible he is and then dropping my cell phone. You're like, that turkey gullet better don't wobble when you get mad at me. He's terrible. <laughs> Log off, please, 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 please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I do. I just sit around and wait on my cell phone. It's him this time. It's him. <laughs> we would like to talk to you about your auto warranty. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that wraps us up, and we'll be back with a new episode soon. Have all a right. good weekend. Awesome. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.